Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi-million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of the root of all success, the real Jason Duncan. The real Jason Duncan. Welcome to another episode of The Root of All Success. I'm The Real Jason Duncan. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about divorce and remarriage, which is a topic that I don't ever talk about on this show because that's not what the show is about, generally speaking. I mean, generally speaking, this is The Root of All Success, and I normally interview, as you know, as a longtime listener, uh, successful entrepreneurs about their journey to success. So today... I'm going to be taking a break from interviewing a guest, and I'm going to be talking just you and me um, about divorce and remarriage. And the reason I'm going to be talking about this is because I've had a kind of a revelation, two, two reasons, actually. So first of all, I've kind of had a revelation about this idea of the root of all success and the show and the content of the show. Now, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a coach and I work with entrepreneurs every day. And my goal, my purpose in life is to use my gifts of teaching and leadership to help other entrepreneurs discover their purpose in life. That's what I want to do. So as such, I started this show with the idea of, um, you know, interviewing entrepreneurs. I want to find out how they became successful and thereby giving you as the listener an opportunity to learn from their, their failures and their successes and how you can be successful. But, but the idea of success really goes beyond just entrepreneur success. And I think that this show could be a platform for success in any area, mindset, business, sports, entertainment, or in today's case, relationships. In order for a relationship to be solid, there's got to be mutual trust and respect, and there's got to be good communication. As a matter of fact, I did a, I did a, a video for my social media platform not too long ago about that. I don't know if it's been released yet, but, but I talk about those three things are required for us as humans to have beneficial interpersonal relationships. But the other reason why I wanted to do this show on divorce and remarriage is, or really divorce, not really as much remarriage as as anything else, but um, is that I had a viral video hit last year that has had now over total 30 million views beyond the reposts. uh, If you add up all the reposts and the outpouring of support and or hate <laughs> uh, uh, for the things I mentioned in that video have been quite astounding, um, significantly astounding, actually. And what I want to do today is I'm going to play that clip. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, by the way, this is always on YouTube, not just on all the podcast players, but you can go to youtube.com slash the real Jason Duncan, and you can find the playlist for the root of all success and watch all these, but I'm going to play this video clip. I think it's just, I don't even know. It's 30 seconds. It's pretty short, 
This was a uh, a clip from me on Brad Lee's podcast, Dropping Bombs. We recorded this in May of 2022. Um, my wife, Christy, and I celebrated our 27th wedding anniversary on May 13th of 2022. And I, uh, you know, Brad had invited me to be on his show. He had been on my show the year prior to that. He invited me to be on his show. So I flew out to Vegas and was on his show, like I said, in May and we spent most of the day together hanging out, smoked some cigars, talked business, just had a good time hanging out with Brad. And if Brad listens to this, Brad, I appreciate you, man. You're, you're a good dude. And I like your show, like what you're doing. And I appreciate you bringing me on your show. But, um, it, he and I were talking about marriage, uh, because I just told him, Hey, we just got back from our 27th wedding anniversary, uh, trip. We did a little vacation. We always go somewhere every year. Christy and I've done that since day one. I mean, there were, there was one year. I mean, we were so poor, didn't have any money. We just went to the local hotel in town just to get out of the house to say we went somewhere. But but we've always done that. And so I was talking with Brad about that. And so when we get into the show, his show was all talking about exit without exiting, which is my thing. That's what I do on a day day to day basis. And um, but there was one part of the show where he asked me a question about my wife and about marriage and how we made it work and how that's, how that's going. So here we go. I'm going to show and play that clip. If you're just listening, I hope the audio comes through. Okay. If not, you can go to my Instagram page and you can find this and it's been reposted by, I think at least a dozen other uh, players like alpha motivation was one that reposted had millions of views and it's even been on TikTok. and people, complete strangers have come up to me and say, Hey, you're that guy I talked about divorce on, on the, I saw it on TikTok or I saw it on Instagram or I saw it on YouTube. And I'm like, yeah, I'm that guy. So it's, it's really interesting to, uh, to have a video go viral like this, but I'm going to hit play on this from my Instagram reels feed. And, uh, let me hit share screen so that those of you that are watching this can, uh, can watch this. So here we go. So that little clip, like I said, um, 30 seconds or so on Brad's show, um, on the, the stats right now on my Instagram feed is 24.6 million views. Um, and this is important. The reason I'm bringing up the stats, 24.6 million re views on reels on Instagram, um, 755,000, well, 754,855 likes and reactions. Um, it's reached 9.3 million accounts on Instagram. Um, most of those over 9 million were not followers of mine and, uh, 350,000 times it has been shared. 
and it's been saved a hundred thousand times and there are 85, eight, almost 8,600 comments. That's just on Instagram. And then on, on Facebook, there's another 15.4 million, 15.4 million plays, uh, 447,000 reactions. And, um, I, I'm, I'm telling you the, the comments, the comments on this are, um, they're insane. Some are insane in, ter in terms of like, these people are absolutely crazy. Um, <laughs> what they're saying about marriage and divorce. Others are very supportive. And I, I've probably picked up two, maybe uh, not two, but three to 5,000 uh, followers just because of that. I mean, right now, I mean, if I just open my Instagram, just looking at this on the computer right now. So I've picked up uh, another golly, another five, seven followers just this morning. And it's pretty early in the morning. And what's interesting is I always reach out to new followers and I say, Hey, thanks for the follow. What brings you to my profile? Cause I want to know why people are finding me. And probably eight times out of 10, it's, they say they saw that video about divorce. So I wanted, I thought what would be interesting in this show today is just for us to have a conversation, you and me about why I believe what I believe and what it means because what's interesting about that con that content that showed up there is that 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 was 30 seconds out of an over hour long conversation and it wasn't even the subject of the conversation and some of the comments you know if i if i pull the comments up random i'll just you could tell people are not understanding logic behind the kids comment in order to have a healthy long-lasting marriage even after kids is to make the decision that your marriage comes first. He doesn't mean literally like if they were in danger. He means when fights happen between them, when you disagree on parenting, when you have struggles with the kids, et cetera, your spouse is the one person to turn to when anything, no matter how small or how big it happens. There's a level of respect you have to care for your marriage. That means, yes, it becomes it comes before the kids. If you don't have a solid foundation between you two, how can you possibly have a healthy household for your children? So shout out to that person this was completely random choice for me to read that 100 percent. this is from lease her l-e-a-s-e-h-u-r whoever that person is thank you for those comments and the kid comment was probably the one that was most attacked is that there are so many moms and dads saying how can you put your wife before your kids your kids have to be first well listen the, the point as they were saying like if we're in a, a firefight or something we're in danger yeah, both of us as parents are probably going to try to shield our kids. And our kids are adults now, so it's a different dynamic. But when they were little, we would have shielded the kids. We wouldn't have abandoned them and held on to one another. I mean, that's, that's not what we were talking about. What we're talking about is in terms of relationship, just like this person mentioned. And if you don't put your kids first in your marriage, or if you don't put your spouse first in your marriage and you put your kids first, here's what ends up happening. And the statistics bear this out, is that if you if you are married and you have kids, and you put your kids above everything else. Kids come first. Like every, like you put your spouse is second. Whether you state it or not, like I stated that my wife is first and the kids knew that. But whether you state it or not that the kids are first, what happens in 18 years when the kids go, go on to college, move out of the house? And now you're left in this big house with the person you've put second for 18 to 20 years. The biggest, and I don't know this to be absolute fact, but based on my, you know, preliminary research on divorce, one of the biggest times that people get divorced is after the kids move out of the house. 
And it's because you as the parents have been putting all your blood, sweat and tears and emotional energy into the kids to the, to the extent that you've ignored the needs emotionally, physically, and otherwise your, your spouse. And so why, that's why my wife and I made that decision. I mean, we had kids, we had, uh, friends when our kids were little, we had one set of friends that was kind of with us, you know, they, they were like, Hey, our relationship is more important, um, than, than, than the kids. And that, that doesn't mean the kids aren't important. Please hear me out. Don't be that idiot on, on Instagram. that says that, that I'm, you know, I hate my kids and my kids are neglected. That's not what this is about. But what I mean is how did that play out in real life? Well, that means that if my wife and I, with our toddler at the time, wanted to go to our friend's house who also had a toddler and we wanted to have dinner and we wanted to hang out and we wanted to stay out late, we would do that where so many of our other friends would, they would, they would say, well, I got to put my kid down for a nap or I've got to get my kid to bed by seven o'clock. We can't do anything. And, you know, and I understand there's healthy dynamics and healthy boundaries you have to build for your children, but to the extent that you're building your life around their needs and, and missing out on your opportunity as a spouse and a husband and wife to go do things. I, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a wise decision. I think it all needs balance and temperance, obviously. And I know that, you know, you as listeners, you have kids, you're married and you've got your own opinions about that. But that was my point. My point is not that I'm going to neglect my kids and the kids are just an afterthought and, you know, they have to fend for themselves. That's not at all the case. My kids are healthy, well-adjusted adults. Now my son's 22, my daughter's 20. My son lives on his own. My daughter still lives with us and, you know, they're, they're doing their thing and, and they love us. We love them. We have family meals twice a month we, where we all four get together and have dinner together and, and we have a good relationship. So that whole thing about the kids is kind of the, the outlier and all of this. But if I pulled, if I pulled any of the other comments, I mean, it's just, it's really crazy. Let me see if I can find a, a, a one that's, uh, this person says, uh, let's see. <laughs> Gareth McLaren says, Jason's wife filed for divorce the next day. Her chief complaint was him constantly wearing a hat with his initials on it. The judge gave her everything. Obviously. All right. So who, who are you, Gareth McLaren or Garth McLaren, whatever the name, whatever your name is. Like what, what purpose does that comment have in anything else? Has nothing. So my wife has not filed for divorce. We don't mention divorce. It's not a joke in our house. We don't talk about it. It's not an option for us. And so, you know, that's just a, that's just a dumbass comment. I don't even know what you're thinking. Like, that's just stupid. And and I know I don't try to read these comments because sometimes like my emotions get, get away with me. Um, you know, this, this person says, no, my wife and I put our son first. I strongly disagree. Okay. You, you have the right to disagree. I didn't tell you had to believe what I said. Um, this person says good discussion. If there were more men like that, would be far less divorces. Thanks for sharing. Uh, it was Michael Quinn, uh, Michael dot. Quinlivan, I think that's Q-U-I-N-L-I-V-A-N dot 96. So appreciate that comment. Um, you need to breed your mentality into another man, other men, says Vanita 71. Um, a lot of these were the kid comments. Uh, this Wendy.pina says, married 26 years, we have the same philosophy. That word is not used in the house. And then this person X-O-T-E-R-R-A McGee says no effing man coming first to my kids, LOL. Okay, I get it. Well, that probably indicates the level of relationship that you have with any man that might or might not be in your life. Um, 
let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. This uh, underscore you underscore Vish says Indian people watching you and want to claim you in our community. <laughs> For brown people, this is ride or die situation. No escape. So, you know, and listen, you could go read the comments and there's so many interesting comments, but, but I want to give some kind of background around why we made this decision, how my wife and I've been, uh, been married for now almost 28 years and how we have been, had a successful marriage in spite of other people thinking that we're idiots. And there are lots of people who think we're idiots. And here's, here's kind of what I want to think. I want to say, if you give yourself an out and pretty much anything you're likely to take the out because of what it does in your in your mindset now this is probably not a great example but i'm going to i'm going to share this example anyway when the trapeze artists are working on the high wire or they're working on the the you know where they grab the bar i don't know what it's called and they're doing the flips and catching each other when there's a net there are more accidents or more falls than when there is not a net. Now that doesn't mean when there's not a net, there still aren't falls, right? But, but when there's the net, when there's this safety net below them, their mindset knows that and that your mindset leads to your reality. So what you think about, you bring about. So if you know, okay, it doesn't matter if I'd stick this jump or if I walk this tight rope, the right way, I've got an out, then you might not put as much effort into it. You might not execute it as highly as you would otherwise. Because if you know there is no out and there is no escape and there is no safety valve and there's no safety net, then you're going to put all of your energy into making sure you stick the landing, that you grab the person's hand in the right spot, that you walk that tight rope the right way. Like I said, that might not be a great example, but that's the way I look at marriage. One of the things that the comments revealed to me was that People go into marriage and it's not till death do us part. It's until inconvenience do us, do us part. If people, so many of uh, the people that I read in the comments and the reason we have a divorce rate that we do today is that they start a relationship thinking that, Hey, if this doesn't work, there are other options. And that's not what marriage is. Marriage is a sacred, holy relationship between a man and a woman for life. It is, a, it is a decision that two adults make to come together and to unite their lives as one. So there's the physical consummation of a marriage that, that you should only have, that should only be happening between a man and a wife. And that is a physical representation of the two becoming one. There's a reason God created us like puzzle pieces. We fit, <laughs> we fit together. And, and that's supposed to be part of that marriage relationship. And when we come together as one, we, you know, and, and what I, what we did is we combined everything, like everything. It's not his and hers. It's not mine and hers or mine and his it's, it's ours. Our bank account is the same. Uh, every, all the decisions we make are the same. Everything's together because that's the, that's the commitment we made to each other. We didn't go, we, now we got married pretty young. I mean, we met on a blind date when we were 15 and 16 years old. And uh, got married at 20 and 19, had her first kid at 25. So, but when we got married, it was not a thought that, hey, if this doesn't work, we'll be okay. If this doesn't work, we'll just divorce and we'll get somebody new. 
Now, this isn't a judgment statement, and I need you to hear me. This is not judgment if you've been divorced. It has nothing to do with your value as a human. My my comments on this podcast, nor nor my comments on Brad's podcast, had really anything to do with the people who have been divorced. This was about what it should be when you get married. Let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors for making this podcast possible. As an entrepreneur, I know that you have to deal with sales on a regular basis. I mean, every entrepreneur does. And if you aren't paying attention to sales as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be an entrepreneur for very long. But I've got a sponsor of this show called Dub that helps you bring the personal back to sales. If you want to figure out how to improve content creation, improve client trust, uh, improve your sales process, decrease the sales cycle, because we all know time kills deals. If you want to increase client bookings and increase conversions, you need to take a look at Dub. There's a special offer for Dub for listeners to the Root of All Success at therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub, and that's D-U-B-B. What Dub does, I've been using this for years. I'm a huge fan, and I'm so honored that they're our uh, primary sponsor of the podcast. But they have helped over 60,000 businesses around the world communicate better, to make sales easier, to make sales more personal. And it's built, Dub is built for growing teams. I mean, you can set up video emails, you can set up custom onboarding, you can do admin reporting, uh, anything you need around video and sales and automation, Dub is there. You can try Dub now. Your conversions to sales are waiting. All you got to do is go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And there you're going to get two weeks for free to try Dub. Plus, you're going to get 50% off your first two months of Dub. You can't, you can't beat that. So go check it out. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. 40 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had your business in the yellow pages. You remember those things? <laughs> and 30 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a door to door salesman. 20 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a website. And today, you're not in business unless you're doing social media content. Am I right? Social media content. Social media content in the term in the form of like micro content, which is 30 to 60 second spots on Instagram reels or TikTok or YouTube shorts. That's the way business is done. As a matter of fact, that may be how you found out about this podcast or, or me as a business coach. This medium that we're using today to communicate what we do is vitally important. And just recording yourself isn't enough. You've got to do it right. And my friends over at Story do it right. And one of the problems with doing it wrong is that you sit around thinking, well, what the heck am I going to record? How, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? Like, I don't, I don't know what to talk about. Well, story takes all of that away from you. Stop wasting time trying to come up with content because story will send you a video prompt on what to record. You can pick the categories you want to record in, whether it's real estate, entrepreneurship, finance, relationship, leadership, life insurance. It could be anything. Don't waste time on that. And, and by the way, if, you, if you're not confident in talking on video or if, or if the video editing portion takes up way too much of your time, Story will edit the videos to perform well on social media. They add the subtitles, the pop-ups, the Zoom cuts. They remove all the filler words like uh and um and uh. They, they remove the awkward pauses. 
And then they take that video and post it for you. They write the captions, they add the relevant hashtags, and they post it on the platforms that you care about the most. It's exactly what you need to be in business today and to be successful at it. So if you want to learn how to do social media the way the influencers do, you need to go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story. And that story with two Y's. Why? Because they're awesome. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story, that's S-T-O-R-Y-Y, for 10% off your first three months to try story out. You're going to thank me later. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now, back to the show. And so when you get married, you should make a commitment. I mean, really, you stand before God and your friends and your family and your church, whoever you're standing in front of, and and the preacher or the pastor, the, the officiant says, you know, do you take this man or, or woman, whatever it is, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife to have and to hold, you know, whatever version of that you wrote, I ended up writing our own, our vows for us that were a play off of that. But, but at the end of the day, that vow, that commitment was till death do us part in sickness and health for better, for worse and good and bad and up and down economies, like good moods and bad moods. And if you're not ready to make that commitment, don't get married. If you're not yet sure if they this person shares the same values that you have, if you're not sure that they have the same goals and life aspirations, if you don't know how many kids they want or where they want to live, don't get married. Wait until you know those things and then make that commitment. That leads to a successful marriage. Now, I want to read to you the, from uh, some divorce statistics, which I find very interesting because I think most people misunderstand what the rate of divorce is in the United States. According to the Centers for Disease, Disease Control, the number of marriages in the 2020, which was the latest data that they had, the number of marriages were 1.676 million, bringing the national average marriage rate to 5.1 per thousand people. So there's 5.1 marriages per, per thousand people. And that makes sense because there's a lot of um, people who are widows or widowers, and there's a lot of kids. So that makes sense. Uh, in this same year, in 2020, the number of divorces recorded was 630,505. So the national average divorce rate stood at 2.3 per, per 1,000. So those figures in 2020 are in sharp contrast to 2010. Now, while most people are still purporting that the divorce rate is 50% or higher and it's getting worse, it's actually 64% lower than it was in 2010. I think that's pretty cool news, right? Um, it's, it's in, in 2010, the divorce rate was 3.6 per thousand. Now it's only 2.3. It's pretty interesting. So it's going down. Here's some divorce statistics that uh, I think are interesting. The United States has the sixth highest divorce rate in the world. It doesn't tell me who's the highest. It just says we're the sixth. You would think that in our, our economy and our state of mind and what's going on in this world, and certainly based on the comments from my, that video that I had, the divorce, divorce rate would be, uh, would be the highest, but we're not. We're the sixth. Every 36, every 36 seconds, there's a divorce happening in America. That translates to 2,400 divorces per day, 16,800 divorces weekly, and 876,000 divorces yearly. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the average length of the first marriage lasts about 8.2 years before it ends in divorce. Now, interesting thing about that is that 
there's this thing, this, this old phrase called the seven year itch. And there's a song about, there's a country song that came out, I think in the seventies or eighties about it. But, but the idea is that around seven years, the spouses get, get bored of each other and they start wandering and looking. And, and this would, that 8.2 years kind of fits within that seven year range. I think that's interesting. That's anecdotal, but, but nevertheless, interesting. Uh, remarriage after the first divorce increases the chance of divorce, according to the statistics. So remarriage after divorce increases the chance of divorce. Why? Because you knew you had an out the first time. Now you have an out the second time and it continues to get worse. That's why you can meet people. They've been married three, four, five, six times. And it, because it get, it's progressively more probable that you're going to get divorced after the first one. Research shows that 41% of marriages end in divorce. So it's not 50, 41%, but the first marriages, 41% of first year, first marriages end in divorce, 60% of second marriages end in divorce and 73% of third marriages end in divorce. Uh, Psychology Today, the magazine says that 10 to 15% of divorced couples reconcile after separation. 6% of couples remarry after a divorce, meaning the people, the two people that got divorced end up getting back together and getting married. I actually have a, a friends who did that. They, they had been married for a while. I think they had a daughter, got divorced, and then eventually came back together and got remarried. And of those that remarry, 30% divorce each other a second time. Can you imagine going to the judge and get divorced and then you go back and get married and then you show back up in front of the judge again, hey, we're here to get divorced. He's like, didn't I do this already? Uh, January is unofficially recognized as the divorce month, but most divorces peak between March and August. Um, this is interesting by state. According to the World Population Review, the following states have the highest divorce rate per 1,000 in the U.S. Arkansas, Oklahoma, Nevada, New Mexico, Kentucky, Wyoming, Delaware, Utah, Kansas, and Alabama, and Missouri. So those have the highest. And then the, low, the following 10 states with the lowest divorce rate are Maine, uh, District of Columbia, South Dakota, Pennsylvania, New York, Illinois, New Jersey, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Massachusetts. Um, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, about 33% of men and 34% of women um, had, uh, what, what does it say? 33% of men, 34% of women of those aged 20 years and older who had married were divorced. So about a third of either gender has been divorced. Uh, the divorce rate among those aged 55 to 64 was 43%. And then between ages 65 and 74 was only 39%. And for those over 75, the rate was only 24%. So it seems like the longer you're married, the older you get, the less likely you are to get divorced. What's interesting to me about the divorce thing in my, in my experience is that my parents, uh, Michael and Marsha Duncan have been married 50, they were married 50 years last year, celebrated 50 years in November. My wife's parents, um, my, my, my wife's dad has uh, sadly has passed away. He passed away, uh, almost 20 years ago, but, um, but they were married, uh, until he passed away Now they did get separated, uh, right there at the end due to some health issues and stuff like that. But, but nevertheless, they were married. My parents, both of my parents' parents, so both sets of my grandparents were married, uh, not divorced. And the only immediate family member within our, uh, within our 
group was a cousin. Actually, it was an uncle who got divorced, one of my uncles. And then I've got a cousin, but that's it. Like in our family, it's an interesting, it's an interesting statistic to know that in the Duncan family and then those expanded around us, like my mom's side of the family, et cetera. Um, there's really only two, two married couples who've been divorced and everybody else has stayed married. And one of the things that I believe is that the decision, and this is really, really important. So listen to this is that the decision of your spouse, who you choose as your spouse is the most important decision you'll ever make in your entire life. Because that decision will change everything. It changes where you live. It changes your happiness or your joy. It changes what you do for vacation, how long you go on vacation. It affects how many children or how or not having children. That decision of that spouse affects more than anything else. And what I find interesting about all these comments in this video that I had is that it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to end in divorce if you make a good choice. And so anecdotally, as, as one guy who doesn't have all the answers, but just as one guy hosting this podcast, I would say that one of the reasons why divorce is so rampant is that people don't take the commitment seriously, that they make decisions that they have not fully thought out. And maybe that was you, and I'm not judging. That has nothing to do with me judging you. But what I'm really saying is that those of us who are about to get married, who, who are married, we have to burn the ships. To cut the net down, there is no way out. That doesn't mean, <laughs> that doesn't mean there wouldn't be an accident. There doesn't mean you're going to miss and slip and fall. That doesn't mean that the marriage might in fact end, but you have to remove that as an option. The story has been told so many times. I don't even know who, you know, what the real story is, but the story was told of a, uh, I think it was a Spanish conqueror who came to the new world and they wanted to conquer the land. And as soon as all the soldiers were off the, the boats, he went and burned the boats and they had, there was zero way for them to escape. And so he told his, he told his men, he said, we either win uh, or we die because we can't go back home and they ended up winning. And that's why I say we need to burn the ships. When you make that decision to get married to that person and you commit in front of God and your friends and everybody, you say till death do us part, till death do us part. That is the most important promise you're ever going to make. So don't be a liar. Don't, don't back out of that. Now, every situation is different. Again, this has, I don't know your situation. So you can't accuse me of trying to single you out. I don't know your situation. I don't know what's going on in your world. But what I'm saying is that Christy and I made a decision almost 28 years ago. When we sit on that porch at my mom and dad's house in front of all of our friends sitting in chairs in the front yard and the preacher said, do you commit to me? And he said, do you commit to her? When we said yes, we meant it. That doesn't mean our marriage was perfect. I mean, we've had times where we've disagreed and got upset with each other and fought over, you know, money or what, what, whatever it happens to be or how to do something with the kids or, but we don't joke. We don't say divorce. We don't say divorce. This topic has been, um, all, really consuming for me over the last nine or so months, I guess, when, when was that? Nine, 10 months since that came out. Um, 
And it has been so important to, to make sure that I answer the questions that people have about what I talked about is that I'm now turning this into my next Ted talk. So I will be speaking. I've been invited to come back and speak at TEDx in Wilmington, Delaware on April the 29th, 2023. Um, you can go Google that TEDx Wilmington and you can buy tickets there. I think tickets are only hundred bucks to get there's I think there's 26 speakers for that event. It's the largest TEDx uh, independently uh, organized TEDx event in the United States. And it's going to be a wonderful day worth of uh, learning from all different people. But I'm actually, this is the topic of my talk. So I'm going to be taking some of the statistics I shared with you today, some of my stories from my life and giving my perspective on what it means to be committed to someone in marriage and don't say divorce. Um, a little, little sneak preview is I've actually uh, bought the domain don't say divorce.com. It's not active yet. Uh, but I bought that and I'll be putting resources on that page around what it means to be in a committed relationship with your husband or your wife for life to stay committed. And, you know, if you're one of those unfortunate souls who've gone through the divorce, then that doesn't mean you can't try this again and, and make that commitment and stick it in there. Cause sometimes Sometimes, of course, a lot of people say that it was the other person's fault, whatever, you know, I think it takes two to tango, but, but you can make that commitment. Don't say it. Just don't say divorce. And for those of you that are married, quit saying divorce. My wife would divorce me. if this. Stop saying that because what you think about, you bring about your reality is directly related to the way you think. And if you make a commitment that you're, you're in, that you're going to love and cherish and honor and serve your husband or your wife. Don't allow that negative thought of what a divorce might do to come into that. Don't even mention it. Don't even say it. Don't mention it at all. Now, I don't know if this helped or hurt you, but my intent here was to give some color commentary around 30 some odd million people watching the video and making comments that some had nothing to do <laughs> with, with what I was really talking about. But this show is the root of all success. And I think the root of success in marriage is a commitment. It's a true commitment for life. To know that ride or die, hell or, hell or high water, you're in. And if you're not prepared to make that type of commitment, don't get married. Don't do it. Wait until you find that person that God created for you. And to bring you two together as one. And I, I, I guarantee you, if you have that mental commitment to one another where there is no out and you are committed, there's not going to be infidelity. There won't be abuse. There won't be people, uh, each other taking advantage of one another because there is this mutual respect. There's trust and there's open communication. That's what I said at the outset of the show. And that's what I truly believe that trust, mutual respect and communication will keep you together forever. Now, I'm not a marriage counselor, even though I used to be a pastor and did a lot of pre-marriage counseling. But I would say this, if you are thinking about getting married to someone and you're not yet married, I want you to take these words to heart. I want you to go and find someone to help you think through the level of commitment that you're about to make, because it is the biggest decision you're ever going to make in your life. 
there was a book, I don't have it handy, but there was a book that I used to take when I was pre doing premarital counseling for, for couples that, I, that asked me to marry them when I quit back when I was a pastor and it had questions. It was just a book of questions and they were interesting questions that I gave, I'd assign the book and say, you need to go through this entire book over the next two or three weeks and ask each other every single question in this book. And they were questions like, what would you do if you won the lottery? Where would you like to live? Where do you want to go on vacation? How many kids do you want to have? Um, what, who's going to do the cooking? Who's going to do the cleaning? Who's going to do whatever around the house? Who's going to take care of the cars? And it gets the two people who are getting married to really think about what that commitment is going to look like and what life is going to look like. And frankly, I always looked at my job as a premarital counselor, as someone who my job was to convince the two people not to get married. And if I couldn't convince them, that means that they're in fact supposed to get married. And uh, I'd love to say that every person, every couple that I married stayed married, but that, you know, <laughs> the statistics don't bear that out, unfortunately. And if you are married, if you're having trouble in your marriage, that doesn't mean that divorce is the answer. Go get some marriage counseling, sit down and talk. I've got one friend that I went through, watched them go through a divorce and it was heart wrenching to watch that happen. And sometimes it isn't savable. And I don't know why, but I would say if you, if you're going through a hard time, look for help and I'm not the person that can help you. So, I mean, you can reach out and make some nice comments about me doing this show, but like, I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm not the guy that can help you do that, but go find somebody that can help you and just remember your commitment to one another that through sickness and through health, through good and through bad, through plenty, through want that you're committed until death do you part. And if you make that commitment and you don't say divorce, you'll have a, a more successful marriage. And I hope for everybody that they get to experience what I've got to experience, living my life with my best friend. Christy is my best friend. She's the love of my life. And that doesn't mean that everything she does, I 100% approve of, or nor does everything I do, she approves of. There are times we have disagreements, but we know that we love one another deeply, more than any other human on the planet, and that we're committed to each other. And we won't even joke about what it might look like if we weren't. I hope that helps. I want you to tune in again next week when I talk with a, a successful entrepreneur about his or her journey to success, because that's what the show mostly is about. I've got some very interesting guests coming up in the next few weeks. Um, and I think you're going to really like the show is going to start having a little bit of a different flavor as we move forward, because it's not just going to be entrepreneurs. I'm going to start interviewing some inter some people from the entertainment world, some sports stars, um, so people that, that, that have mind that are really, really trained in mindset and about how we can all get to success better. But I would say this too, I've just launched a 10 hour entrepreneur course. And if you're interested in figuring out how to take a step back from the day-to-day -day operations of your business so that you can find that extra time to do the things you want, whether it's to travel, spend more time with family or to discover your true purpose in life, the 10 hour entrepreneur course is going to take you there step by step. I've, I've consolidated all this content that I've been teaching for the last several years based on my experience of exit without exiting, plus the experience of my hundreds and hundreds of clients have gone through this with me to show them how to do it. You can do that too. So go to exitwithoutexiting.com and sign up, sign up for the course. It's a self-guided course, takes 10 weeks to go through it. It's got 36 module or 36 lessons. Plus it comes with live weekly coaching with yours truly. 
You'll hop in on a call every Thursday, get to talk with me about what's going on in your business so I can help you make it better to get you to a place where you're living the exit lifestyle today and not waiting for some imaginary date in the future when somebody pays you a bunch of money for your business. You can start living the exit lifestyle now and it starts by pulling back to say 10 hours a week and you can do that without losing a single cent in profit. So go to exitwithoutexiting.com for more information. You can sign up to have a phone call directly with me if you have some questions about it, but otherwise just check out the website. Well, until next time, I am the real Jason Duncan and Jesus is King. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with The Real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at The Real Jason Duncan. Are you an entrepreneur who feels trapped in the weeds of daily operations, not experiencing the freedom you thought you'd have as a business owner? Want to know the way out? Take Jason's free exit readiness assessment to see how close you are to getting ready to experience true freedom and success as an entrepreneur. Go to amireadytoexit.com today. That's amireadytoexit.com. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.